0: Good morning. Did you guys miss us? Probably not. You think they missed us?
1: I I think they did. It's kind of cruel to assume they didn't miss us.
0: Well, I mean, nobody threw a fit that we were gone.
1: You don't know that. Maybe people get hospitalized over it. Oh. Yeah. That's no fun. And no note page is pretty long. Huh? So that note page is pretty long. Yeah,
0: compared to the one that you took that, like, has huge writing and nothing on it.
1: And scribbles. <laughs> I was tempted to do doodles, but like, if you notice on the, I think on the back of mine that I did, I started to like get all scrunched in.
0: That's why you write small. I don't write
1: tiny. No, it was hurting my hands. It was hurting my hands. I told you I would do it. Nope. Nope.
0: You know, folks, this is what happens whenever you get married and then start a podcast. You fight over notes.
1: That's right. All right. So, uh, what are we going to be talking about today?
0: Well, it's like we're talking about the Zalatath questline and (laughs) and Crucible of Storms. Okay. Now, you did this questline. I
1: did. It uh, it actually came out this recent reset on Tuesday.
0: What did you think of it?
1: It was underwhelming. Really? Like...
0: Do you think it would have been better if it had actually gone straight into the raid?
1: Okay, so you do at the end of the questline, they are like, okay, here, go do the raid now.
0: Yes, but the raid is not in-game yet. Do you think it would have been better and not as underwhelming if you oh, if, went like, straight it into the raid? Oh, if it was something
1: that like, was a quest inside the raid? Yeah, that would have be been a lot cooler.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, with uh, even what they did with the Dizarre Lore, like, they basically send you in to go and kill like Rastakhan or Jaina, and it actually there's more quests after you do that. So it's like a more to it after that.
0: In my opinion, so with the Salatath quest line, there is actually more after the raid. Okay. So that's that why I'm saying it would be less underwhelming if you did the quest line, went into the raid, finished up the quest line. So
1: I think that that's maybe probably what's coming is that because like after you finish the Crucible Storm raid, you turn it in and you get your Azure power, and then they assign you to another quest to deal with Salatath.
0: So, they even say in like the description for this quest line on wowhead that the quest line is an intro quest into okay. the crucible of storms okay
1: so that's that's makes a little more sense although
0: it's really not meant to be done on its own
1: okay so i, I think my problem with it was that it just it felt like filler which it, it was and it, it
0: had no end game whenever you did it because there was no yeah there was because no there wasn't raid. a continuation
1: point yet which is coming out on, the, what, the 16th? So it's yes. next Tuesday? Okay.
0: So if you have not done the Health quest line yet, I personally recommend that you wait until Crucible of Storms comes out.
1: No. I didn't want to wait. <laughs> actually, there's actually a fair bit of artifact or Azrai power you get from doing the quest. As it I is. mean,
0: that's cool and all, but...
1: My only real problem with it, I think, was that they had you travel everywhere to yeah. get stuff. Like... They're literally sending you all over the freaking place. They're like go to Dressvar, go to you know, go to freaking tear Guard.
0: That I will touch on that. Okay. Cuz so the notes that we mentioned in the beginning here is outlining the quest line. Okay. If you don't want spoilers, click away now.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, th- honestly this whole one is going to be about spoilers That's and speculation. Why I said, so like
0: if you don't want spoilers, <clears throat> this episode is not for you. Yeah. So, getting into it, the whole quest line is a Zalatath's Gambit. <clears throat> there are seven quests in this quest line. Yeah. Now, the notes that I have written down are from the Alliance perspective, so I'm probably going to so... ask you if there's anything different with okay. the Horde. Okay. Okay. So, once I stop, <clears throat> whenever I finish reading the quest, like text, description, whatever, then I'm going to ask... <clears throat> it's different on the horde side because you did it on the horde side. I
1: did have one more thing to add to why I didn't like it. Um, to get the item you need to start it out with, it's not there wasn't really a breadcrumb to it. You just kind of had to do the world quest and then get the drop. So I think that's my problem is like I knew where to go to get it.
0: Yeah,
1: and
0: the other reason that, that I world know...
1: quest isn't very intuitive to go and do. Like it's it gives you an open world buff, which is great, but realistically, like you, it didn't work in Mythic Plus.
0: You technically need a group to even do the Naga attack. I mean, if you're really geared, then that's no, fine. No, you don't. Really, because whenever I was doing it, it came up with a group finder option.
1: Yeah, no, no, like it's. If you're li- really
0: geared, that's fine, but if you're not.
1: No, no, no. It's okay. So it's listed as a. Group quest. That's
0: why I said you technically you yeah, can no. see my air quotes. You don't.
1: Okay, so you don't even really need to be that geared. It's I don't know why they have not listed as group. I've never understood I, why.
0: I went to go do the world quest the other day, and it took me forever, so I just gave up because. Oh. <laughs> like I said, if you're if you're well geared, then it, it will take you no time at all. I think but they
1: just have high health. I think that's what the issue is.
0: But okay, so going into it, you have Azuron Medallion or Medallion. Mm-hmm. So the quest line starts with this item. It is dropped from the Naga invaders during the Naga attack world quest. Yeah, so you
1: have to be doing that world You have to be on that world quest at the area. And, like, the first Naga you kill is going to drop it. Um, Be sure to turn it in right away so that you can continue to complete the world quest and to do the other thing while you're doing it. Um, Like I said, it wasn't very intuitive because I knew where to go.
0: Yeah, I know. What, I knew what I had to do, to... and so
1: like, if you're a raider, like that doesn't if, like if you just log on just to raid, that's not going to benefit you. Yeah. Like yeah, the end results of it sure they're going to benefit you, and then like say you're doing nothing mythic plus, you're never going to get benefits off of the buff you get from doing those world quests. Yeah. They give you a, I think it's like one thousand in your highest stat. And in my case, like, it was, like, mastery, so I was just doing, like, a shitload of chaos damage on my demon hunter.
0: So, this beginning that is dropped from mm-hmm. the Naga attack world quest is likely part of the new Naga invasion feature
1: for yeah.
0: 8.1.5.
1: And then, okay, so that's even leading up into 8.2, because, yeah. like, the in end, end game of this is that um, Najatar is going to be raised up yes. in the ocean.
0: Yes, um, I get to this in here, <laughs> okay. so. okay. Um, that will be touched on later. Gotcha. So this medallion contains information written in the native la- language of the Naga. Yeah. So we actually, like, I think from the Alliance side, I don't know who you go to talk to on the Horde side. You have to go to Kojo to help. Same
1: you. same person. Okay. Uh, you uh, the Tzortoen are pretty neutral, yeah. so they're...
0: You have to go to that person to decipher what is written on that medallion.
1: A little bit of humor put in here. So whenever you, like some of the things that, like, the Tortollan will say to you in, like, their response, like, banter to you is, like, all racers are great, except the Naga. Like, they <laughs> fucking hate the Naga.
0: Do you blame them?
1: And so what's interesting is that if you... So the quest item itself, if you look over the quest item, it says that it's written in elven It looks like it's written in elven. which... So if you didn't know, the Naga were night elves at yeah. one point in time. So, it's That's kind of like by
0: a, it's It's a language native to the Naga. It's, so, it's
1: a language so old that even modern-day Night Elven language is not... Yeah. The, it's not the same.
0: It'd be like...
1: Or, Dar, sorry, Darnassian is not the same.
0: It would be like finding old scriptures written in Gaelic and expecting a modern-day mm. Irishman to translate it for or you. Or, like, even
1: Old English. It's like, good luck.
0: So, from Azharan, uh Medallion, that takes you to Orders from Azhar, which mm. is technically the first quest... Yeah. In the quest line, it's just the Azuron Medallion kickstarts. That's the,
1: that's the breadcrumb you need to go to the, to the next quest.
0: So Kojo tells you that, that the Medallion contains orders for a Naga attack. Right. Uh, he also... Um, sorry. He also mentions that he recently found a similar artifact to the Medallion around a Naga altar. Can so you guess what do, it is? Do
1: you remember when I was telling you? I was like, wait a minute. I, 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 like As I stood there... And you go up to turn the quest a Kojo, and on this little block...
0: And you find this ominous whispering knife,
1: right? You, it's, you find this knife, just kind of, it's not even laying on the table, it's literally hovering off the table a little bit. And I was like, that's a weird thing to be discarded right there.
0: So if you take this ominous whispering knife back to the altar, you might have some answers.
1: Yeah, I like how he says that he just found it at this like random altar. I'm like, alright. So what, my question here is like, okay... How did it get from the priest to there at that altar? Waifu That's my legs. question.
0: Waifu got legs.
1: I mean she does later, but I li- like
0: I like how in, in my notes for this I was like, you then loot Naifu I mean Zalatath. <laughs> so priest was Zalatath, you will have the quest orders from Majaro, where Kojo tells you that the medallion contains orders for a Naga attack. Mm-hmm. And that he heard stories of a priest with a terrifying blade that was used to fight the burning legion, Mm. Salatath. He tells us that our best chance at knowing knowing the plans is to bring the dagger to a nearby altar. So priests will already have Salatath.
1: Okay, that makes sense. So
0: the quest line for a priest is going to be a little bit different than everybody else.
1: So I'm actually going to have to level up my priest a little bit more because he's like... 115 level him up and get him to do that so that's kind of cool
0: yeah because priests already have yeah it's
1: zalatath. like why would i why would you give him <clears throat> the blade that i already spent time to do yeah
0: so basically he just tells you about this powerful priest to mm-hmm. use zalatath to bring down the burning legion yeah and then you take zalatath
1: zalatath by the way talks to you do the duration of this quest line and like she she's like She's very arrogant, so she's like, I helped with the priest with the Burning Legion. It's like, good for you. So did every other freaking artifact weapon. It's like, the Doomhammer's still cooler than you are.
0: Doomhammer doesn't talk to me, though.
1: No, it doesn't. Um, a Aluneth though. The uh, arcane mage artifact does talk to you. And it's like, it basically says... Like, I think if you die, it calls you a failure.
0: Oh my god. Like, it,
1: it It's mean.
0: So taking a little break here to mention that we now stream on Twitch. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're listening to this on YouTube, I'm sorry. I won't be able to link it because I won't be able to monetize this because YouTube is a bitch about Twitch for mm. whatever reason. So They don't like
1: losing the uh, exactly. monies.
0: So <clears throat> if you look up steak and pizza, all one word, pizza having two A's at the end, that is who we are on Twitch.
1: So it's like steak and pizza.
0: <laughs> and... Don't forget we have a merch store. I know it's been a while since we've uploaded, but um, I'm unemployed mm. at the moment. Uh, so if you want to buy a nice Void Elf mug, then you know. Whatever works, right? Or if you're out of mana and you just want some mana nodes on a mug, then you know, yeah, feel free get to some buy that ancient too. Mana. So moving on from Orders of Azara, you go on to Every Little Death Helps. Okay.
1: And that's when you just, like, mass murder... And like, and it, okay, so I will say... Well...
0: So, wait, finish, sorry.
1: I will say, it did not take very many Naga to actually get this part done.
0: So, you find Zalatath in a weakened state due to her sacrifice to stop Sargaris's corruption in Silithus. hmm So, we must feed her the essence of nearby Naga to restore her strength. And this is another thing that is a bit different if you're a priest. Mm-hmm. So, if you're a priest, she will call you cruel for leaving her in such a state, but she will forgive you for your deeds... Um, also, if you're a priest, the quest is basically the same, apart from, you
1: know... Yeah, there's a the little banter. It's, it's basically flavor text put in for the priest. Uh, but yeah, like I said, I when I first heard about this quest, like, months ago, I was expecting to have to just, like, massacre Naga, like, on, like, 300-plus Naga to, like, fully yeah, charge it. no,
0: it's like it, a tiny little, like, bonus quest yeah, type, like... I
1: think one Naga gave me, like, 15%, but, like, I killed maybe... 10 Naga. Yeah. And I got it. And like I was you know like, the,
0: the really pitiful bonus quest where you go and kill some spiders or Yeah, whatever. like that
1: I think that's the reason why I think it was underwhelming to me is because
0: You were just expecting more.
1: I was. I was expecting a lot more from like the descriptions given and it's like
0: Especially since like this contains Zalatath, someone that we were extremely mm. excited for. You know, like it just I... it seems a bit insulting. Sort of? I
1: feel like they really needed to make it feel more epic. consider Like, basically considering the ramifications of what's going to happen.
0: And you would think if Zalatath was seriously so weakened from her sacrifice that she would need more mm-hmm. to, like...
1: Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It's, like, I know how much, like, the Sargeras sacrifice, like, how much it damaged the weapons because, like, you know, my other weapons is just, like, depowered.
0: So um Oh, so I misread here. So another little bit thing that's different is y- you'll kind of get mentioned that it's a familiar sensation. Mm. So that's a that's also a tiny little difference. Um mm. so after you finish every little death helps, you go into unintended consequences. Mm. So Zalatath allegedly unveils plans for the servants of the to wash away all enemies of their master using three powerful artifacts. Mm-hmm. So this quest line is actually to go get those artifacts.
1: So I will say that this whole thing does actually lead up to the raid because well, I'm going to be talking about like the bosses later on yeah. and like the three artifacts used. And when I was doing research on that, I was like, "How did they get those things? Those are the things that we retrieved during the quest. Like, how did they get those?" Yeah.
0: So, the first of these artifacts being the Voidstone. This is located in Dressvar mm-hmm. and as I go through these next few, you'll see what we mean by, like, if they take you all over the place. Yeah,
1: okay, so I can actually shine some light on, like, where to go for this. So, the one in Dressvar, if you're a horde, literally just go to, like, the go to any port from, like, uh, get on the boat, talk to Tattersail to go to Dressvar and it's, like, right there. It's like literally up the hill. Don't even bother going along the beach if it's up the hill.
0: So at least for um, for Alliance, you have to go kill like a group of cultists. hmm Killing them allows you to retrieve the stone. You now like this is now used to empower Zalatath, giving her, her void elf form. Right. So she is not going if for those of you who don't know, she's not gonna be in dagger form. Yeah. She's gonna have a knife. We're actually
1: going to have like you you have an N P C that you're sorry, a void with. elf form. Alright, so um, basically, you do have an NPC to interact with that you normally wouldn't have. Like, instead of just talking to the knife and give, like, the yeah. auto-complete things, you, it's literally an NPC that follows you around. Yeah.
0: Um, so, the second relic, um, the Pirate's Treasure Quest, mm-hmm. the second relic is a trident. Um, it's located in the Overworld... Can you shine some light of what the overworld is? The
1: overworld.
0: Yeah, it's in Freehold oh, location of Freehold's last boss.
1: Oh, okay. Okay, so like if you're actually it like don't go in the Freehold dungeon. Um go to the actual like zone area itself in Guard in the southern part of Terror Guard. And literally it's where you would fight Harlan if you were to do the raid do the dungeon. Um...
0: It says that you must defeat Lieutenant Elsbeth Wade Coulter Mm. to loot the skeleton key, which allows you to open the chest with the Yeah, like I said,
1: I was expecting these to be more epic. It's literally just go kill an NPC, go get the key off of her, open the chest, boom, got the item. And then turn it into Zalatas.
0: Sorry um, if I'm a little bleh. (laughs) Um, I'm not going to mention it by name, but I'm having a certain cycle right now that makes me very
1: bleh. Uh, It's it's a bicycle.
0: But we have a deadline, so this is getting out. So, next being the Tempest Crown, which is the name of the quest. Mm -hmm. Which you kept being like, It's the Tempest Collar. It's called the
1: Tempest Collar.
0: But you're going to get a crown.
1: Yes, it is a crown, but it is the Tempest Collar, is what they call it.
0: But the name of the quest is the Tempest Crown. What you're getting is the crown. Gotcha. So, the Tempest Collar is Mm
1: -hmm. completely
0: unrelated, unnecessary to mention. So, Zalata feels that the that the crown is in possession of, um, Toatana. Mm-hmm. So...
1: It's a freaking, like, it, Moana reference. He? Yeah.
0: Okay. So, he is a giant hoarder crowd. Crowd? Crab. Crab.
1: It's in mercura Yeah. Uh,
0: he, he's a homage to, uh, Tomatawa. Yeah. Tomatawa from the movie Moana. So... Toatana is in a cave in the shores of Voldun, and as you enter it, Zalatath starts to discuss it with the crab. We then go on to fight Toatana. Mm-hmm. Just enjoy my. Which it
1: was kind of like. The crab itself looked pretty cool because he had, like, gold. Like, like piles of gold on, like, his upper back. So they really made him look like the one from the movie.
0: Just enjoy my, uh, page turning ASMR Ooh. here. So. After we kill Totana, mm-hmm. you go on to the quest, <clears throat> twist the knife. So with the three relics in your hand, Zalatath asks for <clears> one more <throat> step before great Truth can be revealed. Mm-hmm. So we must venture into the precipice of, a, of Oblivion in Stormsong Valley, which yet another travel that we have to do, yeah. to proceed with the ritual. Zalatath asks us to follow her inside of the crucible of the Storm's raid zone. I want to point out that doing this part is not the, the raid right yet.
1: Okay, so... <clears throat> I can actually go this the split. So it's similar to <clears throat> if you're on the Horde side and you're doing the uh, Zul Dazar, like getting to the point of doing the dungeon of doing a Tal Dazar, it's an instanced form of the instance. Yeah. So it is a, it's a phased portion of the raid, so you don't actually see any of the trash, no yeah. bosses. You're literally in your own scenario yeah. version of the raid.
0: So, from there, we must place the three relics on the floor, which prompts a cinematic not yet in-game. Mm-hmm. But it is in-game. It, yeah,
1: it is in-game. Like, it's, at the it's time, in-game now.
0: At the time that <clears throat> what I was taking notes from was written, it was not in-game. Gotcha. But it is now, since the quest line is officially in Although, in-game.
1: they had released that cinematic a while back. Yeah, but it wasn't what... in-game. Okay. Like, it had, been,
0: it had been released, but it wasn't in-game yet. But it is now. Um, and I think it's just because the quest line is officially out as of yesterday.
1: Yeah. I guess that they didn't associate that cinematic with that quest line.
0: Yeah. They I, they didn't want to give anything away, I don't think. So what
1: was cool is that, like, every time you clicked on the relic, because, like, they're, you have to basically place them individually on the ground. So every time you click on one, Zalata talks about it, like, yeah. this, this, this.
0: So the final stage of the quest is gift received. Um, its completion must happen during the cinematic. So, after the cinematic, you receive the permanent buff of Gift and the Zoth.
1: So, I, I can shine some light on that. What You were confused about what it meant. So, basically, in the cinematic, the does, like, the beam of, like, you know, fuck you on you, and he, like, puts this little headband of, like, eyeball on you.
0: Um, so, since I was interrupted by Steak here, um, after the cinematic, we received the permanent buff of gift in Nazoth, saying that you're a special in the eyes of Nazoth. we get ported outside of the raid zone and if you are on alliance you must find brother pike and Baralis to tell him what happened after finishing the quest
1: which okay that i would say that makes sense because he's a tide sage and they're tied to the Stormsong quest line
0: who do you have to talk to for horde talanji talanji yeah
1: you go talk to talanji at the top of the pyramid
0: so brother pike or talanji mm-hmm. whoever you're going to talk to Carefully listens to our tale about Nazoth and Zalatath, which may give us a clue on what happens in the cinematic. Complete the quest or completing the quest unlocks Crucible of Storms, Relic of Shadows, mm. which is the quest. So yeah. it requires you to enter the raid and defeat Unat mm-hmm. to recover the relics just given to the enemy. So what that means I'll get into in the speculation part because it includes so... the cinematic now in game. Yeah. I'm not done yet. Okay. Um, Brother Pike also says that the Naga cannot be allowed to complete the ritual and bring a storm, or something worse. Brother Pike also has a new dialogue. Us. I have been given a gift. Do you know how to remove it? Something dark is growing within you, player. I can sense the tendrils of Nazoth burrowing deeper into your mind and soul. Is that why I can see eyes on so many people? You see... Er... You see eyes everywhere? This is more dire than i expected do not trust what you are seeing these eyes are surely Nazoth within your mind tricking you so um having this buff Mm
1: -hmm.
0: um kind of has some bugs with some people right now and so people seem to see like a weird anger on their character Mm. but according to data minds the headband should work in the future
1: So I think on live it's working fine. I I think that's just, like, PTR, it wasn't working as as it was supposed to.
0: So players who have not completed the quest can't see your new feature. However, players who have completed the quest line can see the eyes from others. Okay. So two things that I want to touch on here. Mm -hmm. So um, the cinematic... The quest line leads you to believe that Zalatath will, surprise, surprise, betray you. Yeah. Because she's fucking oh, she Zalatath. She does.
1: She's like, thanks for your help. You freed me from the blade. Yeah. So what's cool is in the cinematic, like, Nazaf basically lets her go do what she wants to do. Because they, I guess they had an agreement. He tells her to leave the blade. So I, I guess she was just bound to the blade. He, te- he tells her, leave the blade. I'm using it for, I have my own reasons to use it.
0: And um, about the gift in the Zoth, so I I brought up how it's a permanent buff. Mm-hmm. So after you complete Crucible of Storms, Brother Pike will allow you to remove the gift in the Zoth, however the player can choose to keep so, the Okay, buff. so
1: that's actually inaccurate. So you can actually do it as soon as you finish the quest line.
0: Well, okay, so when they say whenever you complete Crucible of Storms, I don't think that they mean you complete the raid,
1: it's they to, just mean yeah.
0: the finishing quest yeah, before the quest Yeah, the cinematic
1: line. and everything. Yeah, so you actually get the two quests at the same time. So the horde equivalent of that quest was Talonji's. like, all right, you know, go talk to uh, this, like, Loa priest who is, like, a servant of Akunda, And so, like, you talk to him, and you actually have the option of, like, leaving it there... Or t- getting taken away, which yeah. it it looks kind of weird on my character. Yeah, it really you saw it look kind of weird. I've got screenshots of it looking weird.
0: So, one last thing for the speculation part, and then we can get into raid specifics. Okay. So, I'm not gonna get into all of the faction leaders were like reacting to the old gods, but something really important is Sylvanas reacting to it. Mm-hmm. So. Lastly, the faction leaders reacting to the old gods will show Sylvanas having plans to acquire the shell of the dagger that was Zalatath. Saying that the dagger is the torch that shall light our path forward, eerily echoing Ilgonoth's whisper of five torches to light our so, path. So,
1: I think you watched the cinematic with me. Uh, what Nazoth and I think Zalatath's one talks about it, literally calls the player the torch to light the way.
0: Yeah. And, like I said, Sylvanas' reaction... Eerily echoes Ilganoth's whispers. So that is the last of the speculation, and now State can get into... Okay, so one thing
1: I want to say that's really cool is after you complete the quest line. So the buff is not gone forever if you want it. Um, It says it'll get rid of it permanently, but you end up getting a toy, which you can... It's active for like an hour.
0: They just mean that the buff...
1: Yeah, it's no longer a permanent buff. It's like an an hour-long toy buff. Alright, so let's see.
0: We're
1: so, just getting into the bosses. Yeah, so this is basically just a coverage of the bosses. I'm I don't think I'm gonna delve too deeply into the abilities because I think you know, if you if you really want that, go to like Fat Boss. Yeah. Because they're gonna like show you everything you wanna see.
0: And so if you guys don't want a breakdown of the boss's abilities and things like that and you just wanted something about Zalitas
1: like, like I said, I, I'm probably going to keep it pretty short about yeah. their abilities and, like, talk about, I'm going to talk about, like, the lore-heavy kind of stuff in here. Cause yeah. That, that's the more interesting part. So, you there are two bosses in, in uh, Crucible of Storms, and their ties to the lore are kind of interesting. Like, it seems like it's coming out of nowhere, but it's really not. Cool thing is that the loot that they drop is a higher item level but not only is it a higher item level but it's also a like i don't think there's any actual azurite pieces dropping here but the loot that drops every bit of it has a unique effect so there's something interesting it does so it's it i think blizzard got the memo of hey the trinkets you have in the game are kind of really boring right now so like all right cool we'll do something about that um so the first bosses you fight are the restless cabal and this is a basically council type fight. Um you there are two bosses and they are retrieving these relics of power that you brought in during the quest line. So you have a caster boss and I initially thought his name was like Zaxi, but it's Zaxage the speaker and he's a he's a caster. So he looks like he's basically just a Human Cthulhu thing like you see with the Stormsong like tide stages that got turned like how uh, Lord Stormsong looked basically how he had like the squid face and Then Fathul the feared. He's a very he's a brute. He's a big guy. So Zaxaj will not engage you in melee combat, but uh, Fathul will and Then the second boss is Unat, the harbinger of the void you just
0: who you have to kill for the quest?
1: Yeah. I mean, he's basically the last boss, so you got to fight him. So, he is a former devotee of Queen ajara in Nazoth's service. So, basically, Queen ajara as a show of faith to Nazoth, said, Hey, take this loyal follower and make him yours. So, he doesn't even look like a regular Naga anymore. He looks something more akin to what Queen Azshara looks like, because he's got the Naga facial features, but he doesn't have like the one tail. He's got like tentacle-type tails. And he's very... like It's very squid-type. Um, so the lore is that it's underneath the Shrine of the Storm. And that there's a piece of the piece of zoth below the instance. So I, what I want to say is... When I was doing the questline, one thing I did think was really cool... Was some of the stuff that was said by Zalatath was that... When she tells you to go to the precipice of oblivion, she talks about how it's a really old place. Like, older than anything around. And it kind of made me think, it's like, well, who built it? Because it was not built by humans. Like, you can look at it and tell that it wasn't built by humans. Everything around it, like has like homages and like edifices dedicated to n'zoth like if you look on the the patterns on like the tiles there's one it's it's a big freaking eye and it's got a bunch of tentacles like
0: so do you think it was built by naga
1: uh possibly built by naga um possibly built by maybe like cultists who are like Followers of them or like the faceless ones and stuff like that because if you go to the area where this is at and there's a quest line and I can show you that later on that you go and you deal with stuff on this little island and It's basically it's very Lovecraftian that the person that's on the island had a home on the island and He was driven like madness and like death because Of the things on the island like the whispers and everything like that. So This island is very cursed and I think that they removed the drowning buff they used to get around the island. But yeah, basically, there's a lot of, like, the Cthulhu-type monsters in the water. The big, like, kraken something around the island. And the island itself, like, the... If you've ever done the Stranding Storm dungeon, and the load screen is literally that big, freaking, like, Cthulhu-looking face. Okay? And it's, like... It's like, no shit, an old god's there. I don't know how much more obvious we got to make it that there's an old god there. And it's like, how did you not know there was one there? It's like, what deductive reasoning skills failed you that you didn't figure this out? And it's like, I think if I had been in charge of like the alliance or the horde, i am like, alright, just start bombing the shit out of that building right there. It looks like an old god, take it out.
0: They have I, like white people in a horror movie. Like, this obviously haunted house that they just right? move it's into. It's like, let's go
1: investigate this house. It's like, no, let's just bomb <laughs> it from the outside and hope that we kill everything in there.
0: It's like, actually, you know, I have this dynamite in my backpack. Let's just uh, use that instead.
1: So, if you go inside of, like, the Shrine to Storm dungeon, and, like, right before the last boss, there's this... Like if you like, okay. So you have to go underwater and like avoid these like jellyfish that'll like stun you if you hit it, get you close, right? When you look down, there's a mass of like tentacles, and it goes really far down. Like I'm i gonna explore it later, in my druid, and, like because I can actually get way down in there. Um, but it's kind of interesting to think about, honestly. So I will say that. Uh, While well, a lot of bosses in previous times saw it, like, okay, so Aldir was very non-linear. There was not really a set order you had to kill bosses in for, like, the main wings. So you go in, you fought Taloc, you fought Mother, and then the next three bosses were your choice.
0: Yeah.
1: You can kill them in any order, and then you fought Zul, it and then you really fought... It
0: wouldn't really affect
1: it. Yeah, it wouldn't, like, killing one in, in a different order didn't affect how the rest of the raid worked out. Uh, desire lore is very very linear like you go in you kill the first one you kill the champion of light you um okay so i say it's linear so it it does not change week to week or you can't decide how you want to do it differently
0: because you're you're always going to run into the bosses in the same yes
1: you're always going to run the bosses in the same order and like i know that it's different i know that it's a different order for different factions but it's still, your faction will consistently have those bosses in that order. Same thing for, like, you know, you'll fight Gronk, like, second for, you know, for Horde, okay? And then you'll fight Jadefire after that. Um, and it's just, like, it's still linear. You still have to go in a certain order, boss after boss after boss after boss. And then they're keeping the linear order with this. Granted, there's only two, so it's, you know, it it's very... Um, Reminds me of Gruul's Lair that you basically walked in, you kill the first boss in the main hall, and then you go fight some trash, and then you go fight the last boss. I don't think there's going to be much trash in this place because they realistically can't. Like, the raid size is very small.
0: This raid feels like a mini-raid.
1: It is. Actually, it is. uh, They did something similar to this. In Legion with Trial of Crusader. It
0: just makes me laugh. not Rav. Trial of Crusader,
1: but uh, Trial of Valor.
0: It's just like, you know, Desire Lore was, like, such this, like, big deal. And then you got of Storms. And it's just, like, well, Okay, <laughs> so that's adorable. what they do. They,
1: they introduce a mini-raid to and kind of, think like... I funny. Because they do it to kind of, like, spice things up a little bit. Because it gets monotonous to do the same raid week after week, it's after, nice week break. after week. Yeah, it's a nice break. Especially if there's only two bosses with some different loot. Uh like I said, they did the same thing with Legion, with Trial of Valor. You go in, you fight Odin, then you go fight the big three-headed dead dog, and then you fight Helia. And so the same kind of deals with this. <clears throat> so they have to be killed in certain order. So the phases of the Rustless Cabal are based on the relics that you use, and the relics being the three things from the quest line that we talked about earlier. <clears throat> So the void stone, what it does is it causes reduced healing taken until like this umbral shell is broken on the boss. So apparently each boss has to get these buffs. So like they're not both getting them at the same time. It's one at a time gets it. So the phase of that specific boss is wh- what order you break it in. So they do have to die around the same time because if they don't. You, you 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 get fucked basically. Um, so the Trident of Deep Ocean, it's the Trident you, triton you got from the Pirate Chick. So it's a damage absorb shield on that boss, and it's like I think they do a cast, and if you don't like have it nuke down or like reduce down to a certain amount, it does frost damage, and the amount of damage done, it's raid wide. Amount of damage done is basically however much of that shield is left on your care or on that boss. So that's kind of a cool effect. Uh it's basically so I in my mind as a raider I'm thinking, well how would I want to deal with these effects? Like where would I want to lust? Like what moments am I actually going to want to lust? You know, it's like am I gonna to want to lust when there's a damage absorb shield? Or so that reducing healing done, everybody in the raid has to hundred percent reduced healing done. So there is no healing at all. Until you break that shell on that boss. Oh Jesus! So like I can imagine like that being a thing to where
0: healers and DPS, not healers, uh, tanks, tanks and, and DPS, DPS really need to know. And, what and that's doing. the thing too
1: is like healers, it shows hey, you need the DPS during this time. Yeah. Don't be like well I'm just gonna stand here and heal. you're gonna waste your mana. It's like DPS during that time. Yeah. Do something effective like get in there and hit them.
0: Like come do know? damage with the rest of us, buddy.
1: And that actually is a good point in that hey, contribute to the DPS because... So We're going to need it. I think what people might do is like get the bosses to these things at the same time yeah. and just have this nasty like reduced healing thing and have the shell on both of them and just stack them up and just nuke it down. So that, I think that might be pretty interesting to see how that goes.
0: <clears throat>
1: Alright. Um, so the Tempest Caller, the the crown that you get, uh, causes Annihilate, instantly kills a target below 25%. So, if anybody in your raid is below 25%, because it does, like, this um, like this damaging ability. And if, like, it happens to go off and someone's below 25%, basically, you don't want it to happen at the same time where you've got the healing
0: reduction. Yeah.
1: Because there's no way you can get them back up.
0: Basically, uh, just try not to get below 25%. So, okay, about the healing. Mm-hmm. So, my abilities that, like, pull in souls or whatever that inherently self-heal, does that not work either? Nope. Damn.
1: Nothing. Like, that's the thing, too, is that, like, DKs and Demon Hunters are going to get screwed Yeah. in this.
0: Granted, the abilities that self-heal for <clears throat> me also do damage.
1: Right. You're still going to do them. Um, there's so, not like, it's be... not like they're
0: not going to... It's not like they're going to completely stop working. I'm just... I'm not going to get any benefit. See,
1: my thought here, too, is that I'm not sure if, like, absorbs are going to work, too. Like, like, if it's... My Souls? Yeah, so you know how you have, like, the soul barrier?
0: Yeah. I'm
1: not sure if that's still going to be effective or not. If it is, that'd be a great benefit. Because, like, DKs have a nice absorb shield with their, their Death Strike, and then you can potentially get a really big shield on you from that.
0: So I know that healing isn't a thing... But what about classes that have like inherent damage mitigation?
1: Yeah, no, that's still gonna work. So like, it it doesn't affect like damage mitigation. It just affects like healing done. Oh, by the way, the uh, trident of the deep ocean. It's it's an absorb shield, and it what it does is it seventy five percent of the damage that you're doing to that target gets redirected to the shield. <clears throat> so the target's only taking twenty five percent damage. <clears throat> all right so basically there's a lot of mechanics in these fights that make it where like if you're facing this thing you're going to become hostile you're going to get mind controlled. there's a lot of that the, the big theme in this um so basically
0: both bosses have to die at the <clears throat> same time
1: yeah i mean they have to like it's, it's a specific mechanic that they have um So basically, the the caster boss is gonna do like a thing that increases the threat done. I can imagine in LFR, the tanks just shouting at people, be like, "Stop doing damage!" Like, like,
0: stop pulling threat off of me, you assholes! So
1: what it is is it, um, it when it goes off on the person, I think it's like an area wide on them. So like, if it hits them and everybody near them. They're all doing 100% increased, 150% increased threat. So it's like, stop fucking hitting the boss for like five seconds. <clears throat> and Heroic, when it goes off, it actually turns them into a, uh, basically a unit of Nizoth. And I don't know if, like, they're gonna have to be killed or, like, it breaks 50%. Like, it was really unclear. I wish the dungeon door wouldn't clear about that. <clears throat> so it does a frontal cone, makes target hostile. Um,. See, so the Dark Herald ability is puts promises of power on players, increasing damage done, but reduces HP by 10%. So. Alright, I'm sorry about that. I had to clear my throat out, guys. So, it's going to be interesting to see how this Dark Herald ability plays in with some of the other abilities, of, like the uh, healing reduction and the shield, and then the Tempest Caller. So, like, I think. Like if your health is like below twenty five percent, which is gonna be a big deal if you have no HP, because the abilities are still gonna hit you. hmm Uh so let's see. Visage from beyond.
0: Did you touch on this one?
1: Yeah, that's one I was just talking about. So okay. So Zoxage does this one. So visits need to be taken down to one HP, otherwise they're gonna fear. So they they can't die. You, they, you just have to take them down to one HP, and then they're gonna fast. They're gonna heal themselves back up.
0: Oh God! And then
1: you gotta push them back down. Like it's a it's ad management in this fight. It's so That's ad management.
0: That's a pain. Yeah, oh this is gonna be God. so annoying.
1: The void crash. It's like a shadow ball, so it's gonna bounce and it's gonna bounce two more times, and it has to be absorbed after that second, like on that second bounce afterwards. Um, crushing doubts. It's a dot that slows people when it fades causing mental anguish that's so going to explode in aoe damage like a lot of aoe damage you have to be far away from the raid when it goes off which if you're being slowed you gotta start moving quick
0: yeah. crushing doubt <clears throat> kind of like my family's expectations <laughs> of me
1: i can imagine like so many what the fuck moments in lfr because of this shit <laughs> it's like
0: luckily if you're a demon hunter <clears throat> you would get two charges of your yeah. uh, your leap
1: well okay so i don't think it's gonna affect tanks I think it's just going to target damage dealers and healers.
0: Okay. I mean, even if you're a Havoc, you got your fell Rush. Yeah. You get two charges of And that that's and the thing,
1: good. too. So I, I, a lot of these kind of abilities generally don't affect melee, so then i be t- interested to see what it does. Um, so, when... Oh, the Visage from Beyond is when Zoxaj uh, activates a Relic.
0: It sounds like he's trying to call himself <clears throat> Sock, but be, like, edgy with it.
1: Sausage. <laughs> But yeah, so uh, Eldritch Revelation when uh, Fathul activates Relic, so every time he does this, he's gonna summon multiple adds. That's a cool
0: name. Yeah, Fathul. He looks kind of neat. Why can't people in real life have such fucking cool names?
1: Because they don't have like squid tentacles for arms and like cutie faces. You yeah. know,
0: transhumanism is coming up.
1: Ugh, it's disturbing.
0: I'm gonna get them. I'm gonna get them squid arms is going to get a lot more
1: interesting. is going to become real. Jesus. Alright, so after you kill those two, you've got Unat, the Harbinger of the Void. <clears throat> so, basically what we're doing on the previous fight is we're getting the relics back in our possession to benefit us instead of N'Zoth's forces. Yeah. So, you use them on the second boss to benefit you. Basically, the effects that they did against you are going to work for you. So, the Void Stone, <clears throat> it's going to... Okay, so only certain classes can activate these things, right? So, the Void Stone is going to be activated by healers. And it puts in Absorb Shield and Healing Reduction. Um, and then Healing Reduction when the shield is gone. So, like, basically, I think it's going to heal up... Or going to Absorb Shield on everybody in the raid... And then afterwards, I, th- I want to say for, like, 5 seconds, 5 to 10 seconds, no healing. 100% no healing. So, like, maybe find, like, a lull moment when there's not a lot of damage going out to do that. And I think it's 5 seconds. Like, it- any more than, like, 10 seconds kind of gets worrying yeah. on tanks. Um, so, the Trident of the Deep Ocean is a tank shield that deals frost damage to the raid. So, I think that that might be what's happening, is that, like... The tank is going to grab this when there's that no healing going yeah, out. Yeah,
0: I was about to say, like, <clears throat> when that five, maybe ten seconds of mm. no healing, tank drops the shield.
1: So, that would actually, actually make a lot of sense because, so what this Triton does for a tank is it's going to make it to where they, um... It, the frost damage that it did in the previous encounter, basically when you, the amount of healing, or the amount, sorry, the amount of absorb that's gone off of this um off of the shield that's how much frost damage is going to do at the end so that's going to be an interesting thing because like you're gonna have to time it to where when it runs out you're going to have healing available again and then storm of annihilation uh does nature damage and output damage reduction so i think that what people are going to do is have like their weakest dps just grab this because if you don't grab it it kills you. Like it, it'll kill your your raid. So he's got uh, he actually has adds himself. He's got uh, these undying guardians that they can't be killed. They stay the entire raid. Um, so you need to keep them away from not because they'll uh, they'll buff him and they'll make him like take less damage. Uh, they heal up when they're brought down to one percent. So during his first phase, Unnott's gonna do things that like he marks a tank with a touch of the end and it's going to make it to where all the undying guardians are attracted to that tank so i think that's going to be the tank swap mechanic is that basically the tank that has the stacks on him is going to be the one that ends up going off and getting the ads and then the one that doesn't is just going to pull him away so that's, that's going to be a nice little flip-flop. That's a cool switch mechanic. I'll say that's really cool because it's like you really have to weigh who's got what. <clears throat> so Oblivion Tear, they're Void Zones that knock back and heal the boss for 1% if he runs across them. So Void Crash, it's the same as a previous encounter. You just soak it after the second bounce. So then you get these Eyes of N'Zoth. And so you're at a Maddening Eye, which is basically just lines across the... Uh, the fighting area. And if you get hit by them, they do damage. And I think that they, um, let's see. Yeah, so like void lines across the room. I think if they get hit by them, they do like a big chunk of damage to you in a dot. And then, uh, so this is the, okay. So then we got piercing gaze. It's gonna move around the room, damaging and putting a dot on target's hit. So it's a big eye, like a roving eye and then abs- the Gift and Zoth obscurity phase. So once his bar fills up, so like the Unant's bar, he's going to like this energy bar, once it fills up, he's going to do this ability and all living adds are going to be buffed with a 50% haste buff and is going to heal them. So the adds that he summoned during this first phase, they're going to get they're going to hit harder and faster. They're going to hit faster basically. All right, and then he's going to do a. He's going to go into phase two as soon as he gets that full energy bar. So there's no void crash or the previous previously mentioned eyes on this phase. And he's got this new gifted Nazoth hysteria ability. So at full energy, he buffs all. I'm sorry, I am misread. I misread. So the first gifted of, of Nazoth, the obscurity, he's going to damage all the players. So the next gift he's got is going to heal all the adds and give them a 50 percent haste buff. Well, <clears throat> the adds that end up getting summoned during this phase are the primordial mind benders. And if you're familiar with Shrine of the Storm, the adds, the, like the the squid adds right before you fight the last boss, they do that cast and if it gets off, it heals them and it does raid wide damage. So they're going to have you're going to have to rotate interrupts on them. So, they're going to cast Consume Essence, which heals them and damages targets, and they're going to summon Void Spawns when they die. So, like, the Void Spawns, you can just nuke them down. You need to kill the Mindbenders, because if Una's bar gets too full before, like, when they're still alive, it's going to be a wipe. Yeah. It's no doubt going to be a wipe. So, then he summons this unknowable terror, and they're summoning through the void, shadow and shadow damage, and they fear So I don't think that they actually have very much health, or if they do, I think that's my instant target switch over to. So Phase 3 goes in. He's, again, going to use Touch of the End, Oblivion Tear, and Piercing Gaze. And now he's going to start doing Insatiable Torment. He's going to mark targets and reduce healing done. So one thing that's interesting is that it, it looks like there's no healing able to go to these players, but you get an ability called Feed on the Unworthy, and you actually siphon health off of your fellow raid members.
0: Oh, to... no. No, it's
1: the only way you can get heals.
0: Okay, but, like, I I feel bad about that. I
1: don't. I don't feel bad at all. So I feel like Just if take you... take it
0: off of curry. I... Okay. Yeah.
1: Oh, definitely. I feel like if you get this, maybe don't stack in on your fellow raid members. Yeah. Like, because you're going to drain so much health off of them. So, like, if a melee gets this, you need to kind of walk away. Find a buddy. I think maybe have, like, assign a buddy to you or something. And then just draining health off of him. Uh, so then, he, the final gift in soft he does is lunacy. Uh, at full energy, he has shadow damage to all and makes them hostile for five seconds. I think that this is basically just the, like the the soft and rage.
0: It's a fucking ballroom blitz.
1: Yeah. As soon, basically, as soon as he gets to hundred percent energy on the final phase, if you don't have him down by that point, it's gonna be a wipe. Yeah. Because everyone everyone's just gonna gaining, start killing each other. Yeah, everyone's turned hostile at that point, and like all the ads that are on you are gonna just scatter and like it's gonna be a mess.
0: So we are coming to the end of this episode.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So with this being a new raid come out So
1: sorry to delve so much into the mechanics. I-, I thought they were kinda cool. They're a bit cooler than most mechanics we've dealt with in a while.
0: So with this episode being a good bit about you know the new raid coming out, mm-hmm. we have another podcast episode that I think you guys would like. It's raid prep. Mm-hmm. So if you guys are new to raiding or you've just never really raid prepped before, <clears throat> be sure to check that out. Also, I feel like you guys really like the macros podcast.
1: Yeah, that's, that's good anytime, honestly. Exactly.
0: But um.
1: So I think for next episode, we're actually since they're doing a kind of teaser into eight point two, I think that might be. Able- might be what we're gonna engage in next podcast.
0: So feel free to drop any suggestions down below of anything that you'd like to hear in the future. We would definitely love to talk about some things. Um once again once again don't forget that we are on <laughs> Twitch, steak and pizza with two A's in pizza. Um that's all I can really think of unless you have mm-hmm. anything else you wanna say.
1: Uh not much more to add really.
0: Alright well thank you guys for listening and I'm sorry for such a long absence. <laughs>
1: Thank you, guys.